said right there, they're not winning this year. It's not happening. Obviously, things happened in between then and now, um, or at least then and the end of the finals, and, um, you know, that kind of changed my mind, had me thinking, oh, maybe we can make it happen, but no. It, it's, it was still a no. Golden State Warriors fall. They've been to five straight finals. Um, they won three out of five. So, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, would have loved for them to three-peat, because we haven't seen a three-peat since Kobe and Shaq did it in, in uh, L.A. Shout out to the Lakers. Um, we'll go ahead and talk about Lakers since I decided to bring them bums up. Uh, let's see. Uh, so much shit has happened. I didn't even write down anything in particular. I just wrote down Lakers. And then underneath it, bullshit, right? So, <laughs> so alright, so those of you that have been paying attention are into it at all, um, the Lakers, uh, ended up trading, they ended up trading, uh, the young guys that I told you about weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, maybe even months ago, about, um, they traded my three young guys, um, they traded Josh Hart, they traded Lonzo Ball, uh, yeah, LaVar son, uh, and they, uh, <laughs> and they traded Brandon Ingram, um, so, just to give you guys an idea of, how great these guys are. Josh Hart was a fantastic dude off the bench. He'd be somebody that, you know, would come off a bench and give you three and D. So threes, three-pointers in defense, okay? This is what Josh Hart was was doing for you. Um, also, uh, Londo, excuse me, what's, what's his name? Lonzo Ball, okay? Lonzo Ball, he, um, great point guard, he's fantastic on defense, he got an ugly ass shot, but the shots go in, okay, I don't even understand why people are still fucking about that, and then on top of that, his defense is unmatched, he's crazy with blocks, he's crazy with rebounds, I mean, he's just a, he's a go-getter, and then um, Brandon Ingram, um, he has some, uh, what was his blood clots, he had some blood clot issues, and I believe they weren't quite as bad as Chris Bosh's those who know uh, Chris Bosh used to play for Miami. He was part of the big three, LeBron, uh, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. He was the one that looked like a pterodactyl, you know? Anyway, um, Chris Bosh had uh, career-ending blood clots, and they said it's not as bad as that, but at the same time, you really don't want to play around blood clots, honestly. That's that's a scary thing. Um, but I still would want him on my team. He, he's really good. He's, 
He's the height and the build of a KD. He makes great shots. He, he, he patterned his game after KD. So, I mean, I mean, he's to be determined on his greatness. But I really feel like I wish that we had our, our guys. And then we gave up three draft picks for pre, like, you know, future years, 2021, 22, 23, you know. And then we gave up our number four pick for this year's draft, which would have yielded, I have no idea who went for it. But, I mean, one of these kids that are really, really good at basketball would have been on our team. And then, of course, we would have been able to do some other stuff because we would have had so much money. But they traded all of that shit away to get Anthony Davis one player. We literally got one player and gave up 100,000 line items. So, um, I mean, Anthony, Anthony Davis is worth it. So let's not, don't get me wrong, okay? Don't get me fucked up. He's worth it. He's worth it. But, you know, here's the deal. Damn. That's a lot to give. Um, so that's what's going on. And then because the trade was done too early or is going to be done too early, we're going to miss out on about $5 million or so. If we would do it at the end of July, it would be at like 30 some million. Then you could kind of build the rest of the team with that 30 some million. But, uh, you know, it will be left with about 20, what, 27 to 20, what, 5 million, I think we'll be left with whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, our cap space is fucked. Um, we got LeBron and AD on the wing team, which is great, but you need more players than two, right? So, um, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. We, we're going to see how this goes. Quite quite frankly, I don't know how to feel about it yet. So, we'll see. I, we'll fucking see. I'm moving on. I'm moving on from that. I, I just want to know. I got a lot of who raised y'all. Um, I'm going to do it early because I'm, I'm going to do my top fives and shit, so. Um, who, who raised y'all? There, uh, there was a man, there's a man in, uh, Myrtle Beach, off the coast of Myrtle Beach, he was, uh, branding sharks, branding them like, like they're fucking cattle, branding them like they're cats. that's what he, he was doing, he's been arrested, he's in jail, um, but what in the hell is the matter with y'all, I, I don't even have to tell you how I feel about this dumbass shit, okay, what are you doing, why did not you go find a cow, you know, go to a farm, you know, anywhere, oh my god, whatever, alright, this is another one, uh, woman, woman stores her husband's, uh, dead body under her stairs, he's dead for two years, um, the reason why we even find out about this is because his, her kid's kept asking about dad where's dad at you know i haven't seen him in two years two years it took y'all two years to fucking inquire about my whereabouts well what the hell's going on here okay two years so the kids asked about it um i guess the mother the mother broke down and said that the the father is dead he's underneath the stairs uh your brother killed him the brother's dead too the brother's dead so the dad's dead because the brother killed him the brother's dead now now you got a dead body up underneath the stairs so so at this point at this point sure you could try to put it on your your dead son but you still knew there was a dead ass body in your damn house so i don't even see how you don't go to jail ma'am and i think the police saw the same shit that i saw they took our ass to jail what the fuck's going on what the fuck's going on it's ridiculous 
right, talking to my, my baby over here, Kobe. That's my baby. Okay. Um, I think that's it for Who Raised Y'all. I do want to add in the Who, the who Raised Y'all um, celebrity version. Um, Jersey Shore versus Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, listen, guys, you don't have to be offended that you didn't win the MTV Movie TV Award for Best Reality Show, okay? Jersey Shore, y'all really need to get y'all fucking life together. Y'all shouldn't be mad about this. Loving Hip Hop Atlanta, you guys shouldn't even be this excited about this because what the fuck. So, everybody in the situation is stupid. So, those of you who don't know, the, the, what, the MTV Movie TV Awards, TV Movie Awards came on recently, apparently, and, um... What's crazy is, when I was in high school and shit, like, this was life. Like, June was uh, the TV movie awards. I loved it, but it wasn't always the best, best, but, you know, it was it was cool. I liked it. But came, sep- you know, come September and now August, because they kind of moved it up. So come August, September, the video music awards come on, the VMAs. I used to love that shit, bro. Love it! I used to love it. I literally remember the 9999 show. September 9th, 1999, they put the VMAs on, and Justin, what, NSYNC, Britney Spears, I, I don't know who else, honestly, I have no idea who else performed that, Fred Durst, Limp Biscuit, Christina Aguilera, sure, um, Eminem, sure, uh, you know, all of these, all of these, uh, acts that were really big back then, um, so yeah, I, I remember it used to be life, but now it's not anymore, obviously. It's not life for me. I don't give a shit about what's going on on MTV. I damn sure don't give a shit about these reality TV shows, and I'm really upset that y'all decided to give an award to a reality TV show. Then, y'all had the audacity to give the award to the reality TV show that doesn't even air on MTV. It airs on VH1. Now, Viacom is Viacom, and Viacom is MTV, VH1, you know, and all BET, all of these other channels. So, I... I get it, but I mean, I, I see why Jersey Shore called itself uh, upset. You see, but I mean, I mean, really, we gonna be that upset about this? This is bullshit. Do y'all get extra money in your contract if y'all win awards? That's the only thing that I could be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see where they're at. But otherwise, you know, grow the fuck up. Who gives a shit? So, again, who raised y'all? <laughs> okay. Let me see, what else? I'm going to the front now of my um, my notes here, just to kind of touch on the stuff that I want to touch on before I deal with top five stuffs. stuffs. Um, uh, bruh, I, I saw a story, I saw a story uh, a few weeks ago about a principal who, uh, oh man, this, this story is sad. It's, it's sad. It really is. Uh, so, a principal of a, a Louisiana um, Christian school, and I, I got that detail like this week. It's a Christian school. That's this is making it worse and worse. But anyway, so um, a Louisiana principal was arrested in Washington D.C. at a Washington D.C. strip club. Um, he was there in D.C. with the school. Okay, um, I don't know about you guys, but in the sixth grade um, here, where I went to high school in Hilton Head, we went on a D.C. trip. And it was the whole sixth grade. And those that didn't go, obviously, you know, whatever. But the majority of the, you know, the majority of the party, of the class, you know, went. And, um, 
and it was cool. It was it was a good time. I mean, you know, I enjoyed it. We got to see White House. We got to see, you know, Smithsonian. We got to see a lot of things, things that I definitely don't remember now, but, you know, it'd be dope to see again in my adult life. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess this is the same situation. They took these kids here, um, but he got arrested in the damn strip club on the goddamn school trip with the Christian kids. I don't understand what the hell's going on here. I just needed to know why he got arrested. I mean, it's not against the law to go to the strip club. It's not against the law, so. It'd be nice to know how or why he got arrested. But I don't have the answer to that yet, so. And I probably won't follow up on this, so you might just want to Google it yourself and get the uh, answers that you crave, if you crave them. Um, but I just want to just put that out there, that people are out here being crazy, okay? Um... Moving on, Jay-Z was announced a couple of weeks ago to be hip-hop's first billionaire. Billionaire, that's what a B, baby. Um, So, shout out to Jay-Z. He's the United States' fifth black billionaire. Fifth black billionaire. Let let, let that sink in. But I know there's not that many billionaires, though. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. But, um, yeah, it's... It's amazing, and I, I really appreciate that. Over the years, I've listened to Jay-Z. He's been talking about how he's going to get to this money. He's going to be great forever. Um, Puff, Puff also was one of the guys. Uh, we're going to be here from, from now until the year 3000, remember? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I believe these guys. I believe them when they say they're going to be there because that's what they've done. So you got Jay-Z, you got Puff. Puff's not a billionaire, but he's, he's been on Forbes for a very long time. I'm sure he'll get, get there at some point. Um, Dr. Dre, he's close to a billionaire. Um, you know, it's just, it's just really, it's really dope. It's really dope. Now I'm just looking for the next female, you know, billionaire. Obviously we got Oprah, so I mean, it's not like we're not represented. But, I mean, you know. Let's get to the money, ladies. That'd be my goal. My goal is to to get there one day. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, I did see, um, (laughs) I saw... I saw a story about cornflakes. Apparently, Mr. Gregory Stanton, he's 49 years old, he worked at um, Kellogg's, if I'm not mistaken, and he he decided to to uh, take a piss in the cornflakes on the conveyor belt. So you know, people who pissed in your who pissed who pissed in your Wheaties, you know? Well, fucking Gregory fucking Stanton did. He pissed in my motherfucking cornflakes. That's that's who did it. You know? Um, I think that's horrible, and that just kind of makes me, you know, as I'm getting old, let me just, I'm picking the mic up. As as I get older, like I literally am worried about every single germ there is, and it's not like I'm, I'm not like OCD worried. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not like, oh god, if I touch that, I'm gonna die. And, you know, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna reach my my artery. Nah, I'm not like that. But I mean, I'm just more cognizant of stuff now. Like, I, my job, I love my job. My job's cool and everything. You know, listen, all right. There used to be a girl there who, who, you know, she's, she's you know, the one of the uh, janitors. She comes and picks up the trash and cleans up and stuff. She went out. She went out on, uh, she had to have surgery on her back. She had to have back back surgery. And so while she was out, the place literally fell to hell, okay? Um, It's just, it's just been rough. It's been rough. I look at things that I shouldn't, like on on the table. Like if I'm sitting at a table 
the table has like the liner around the table edge, right? So on our table, it's black and it's split. Like in between, like where it's split, I can see like there's some kind of something that should have been wiped away. But it hasn't been wiped away. So why the fuck hasn't it been wiped away? And what is it? And how long has it been there? Like, like these are my problems. Like, seriously, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I don't like to go out no more. Like, go out to eat. Because people be doing ignorant shit to your food. They peeing in your cornflakes and shit. You can't even have a bowl of cereal without getting some piss in your mouth. Like, I'm really bugged out. I'm really bugged out about the whole situation. So, this, this really fucked me up again. Okay, anytime I'm watching the news and they're talking about the restaurants around the area, they got the grade F or D because there was roach droppings and rats. And I'm like, oh my God, Jesus. Oh my God. Because I know I done ate some baby roaches. I know that I've eaten some shit. I know it because nobody is that clean all the time. They should be. But I mean, let's just be real. I mean, think about the places you've eaten. Think about the places that, like, were little holes in the wall, in the walls. I'm putting the mic down now. Think about the places that had little holes in the walls that, like, you know, not, nothing, nothing big, nothing, nothing, in, you know, nothing great. There was a Chinese spot, you know, when I was younger, we used to go to, um, called China Kitchen. Hands down, the best fucking Chinese food in the city of Columbia. Alright, smallest motherfucking restaurant ever. You mean to tell me it wasn't no shit jammed up in there somewhere oh my god i can't take it and even like i watch uh, bar rescue on the paramount and a and e channel i think it's all the same stuff but it's paramount on direct tv now so um i was watching that and you know the man comes in there you know he looks at the bar the bar is fucked he he comes in there chastises the people then he gets to work training them and then he gives them a new bar renovates it guts it does everything to it right he goes into one bar in particular, and the people haven't changed out the damn beer lines in ever, in ever. There was mold in the beer line. Mold. Y'all go in to get draft beer. You don't even have a clue if that shit is clean. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. Give me a bottle. Give me a bottle. I'll take a bottle. So make sure you always ask for a bottle or a can when you go to the bar. Unless you are very familiar with the, um, with the bars, you know, and practices and all that. But uh, otherwise, you know, these are things you need to be concerned about. Um, so, I mean, it just stresses me out. It stresses me out to even think about that, so I'm not even going to think about it. I did just go out to eat today, and I felt, I always feel like I need to look around. This restaurant in particular did uh, look very clean, so I'm happy about that, and I was able to relax and then eat and not worry about, you know, just straight death crawling all over me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I'm just at a place now where I just don't even see the, the, the point. I don't, I don't see the point. And the problem with that is, is that there's a really good restaurant coming to Columbia, um, that's currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's called Seafood Connection. It's probably some of the best seafood. Well, I don't say the best, but it's some of the best seafood I've ever had. Um, because I'm from Hilton Head, South Carolina. So, I mean, there's the best seafood that you're going to have. Straight up. But, you know. But, you know. It's, uh. But, you know. It's good. So, they're moving here to Columbia. They're going to open a location here. And, I mean, I'm going to go. I really hope they're clean. I really hope they're clean. 
because I that, that really bothered me. wrote down here when they see us i still have not watched this um this masterpiece on netflix yet um by uh queen ava juvenet who does not want to be called auntie okay gail oprah and ava uh i'm gonna get back to when they see us but as a as a side note gail oprah and um and ava stated this week that they don't appreciate being called auntie makes them feel old they'd appreciate being called sis well listen to me gail and oprah the only people that i know that are going to call you sis are going to be my mom and people older than her okay i'm sorry i don't know what you want and what you think this is but there's a thing called respect and my mama and daddy taught it to me and i am not going to address you as sis when you're like as old as my mother you could be my mother okay so i don't want to hit shit um but Ava, I can understand that. I mean, Ava's what, 40-something years old? Let's see. I mean, because I, I get it. I get that. You know, she's not quite old enough for me to say that she's auntie. I'm not going to lie to you. She's really not. Um, to me. She would still be... She would still be, sis, for me. She's 46, so she's 10 years older than me. She's 10 years older than me. And actually, she's 11 years older than me because she'll be 47 in August, and I'll be 36 in September. So, yeah. So I, I wouldn't call her auntie just yet. She she could still. She probably wouldn't be sis either. She'd probably just be you know Ava. You know. Hey, how you doing, Ava? What's up, girl? You know that kind of thing. But not sis, not auntie. You know none of those things. But again, I think I think what Oprah and Gail are missing, and I think they do get it, but I, I don't know that they get it, get it. Um, but I think what they're missing is basically it's not a it's not to make you guys feel old. It's really a respect thing. If I'm calling you aunt, then that means there's respect there. Cause there are some aunts that I have that don't get caught on. Okay, no goddamn respect. <laughs> okay, I mean straight up. So I mean, and, and I I always grew up stating that those types of titles were. And I believe that they've earned those titles of auntie. I mean, you guys have have lived a life. Um, Gail has created a, a career for herself. Oprah has been a supportive friend and has obviously created a monster career for herself. So, um, so yeah, don't call them auntie you know, unless you want to get slapped. Because they look like they will slap you. Because y'all saw how um, cool Gail was when she was interviewing um, R. Kelly. Y'all saw that, though. She, Gail don't play no games. She don't play no games. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see. I'm moving on from that. Moving right on. Um, I do have written down here the It's Above Me guy. The, apparently, um, this was all several weeks ago. I should have recorded. That's what I should have done. Um, but several weeks ago, um, a video went, you know, went viral and went around. Um, a young black male. He's, he's working at a hotel of some sort. Um, apparently some white woman got on the phone with him and got, um, belligerent and, um, ridiculous with him, calling him a fucking nigger, and then she thought with her fucking white privilege ass could come back to the hotel and then go ahead and check in like everything was gonna be fine. Well, unfortunately the fucking nigger was still there, and the fucking nigger told her, no, you're not motherfucking staying here. So, the interaction... The interaction now is internet gold, one. Two, 
uh, fantastic. Three, sad. And four, has been remixed and has its own song at this point. Called It's Above Me Now. Um, the reason why it's called that is because, uh, as soon as the woman was giving him all of the, um, excuses, he, he could only say that it was above me now. It, it's above me now, okay? And so I, I implore you guys to search this video, um, first search the, the original, and then go ahead and, and treat yourself to the, to the remix, okay? Go on ahead and do that, okay? I behoove you to do that. Um, it's unfortunate because even when he was addressing her and let her know that you called me a fucking nigger and I didn't appreciate, like, she never, she might have said she was sorry, but she didn't give a shit about that. She was just sorry enough so that she could get her, her, um, room right quick so that she could go. And, you know, her mom had died, so let's full disclosure this thing. Her mom had died, she was there, I guess, for a funeral, her family had already checked in, and she was the last one. Her daughter even came down to see what the problem was, and when the, uh, man told the daughter, well, your mother called me a fucking nigger, so she's gonna have to go, you know, stay at the Best Westerns across the street. Uh, the daughter didn't even address that, obviously we didn't see her on video, so, I mean, we don't know if she was appalled, or at least looked appalled, but she didn't address it at all, so it leads me to believe that this is the way that this woman speaks, and your children are well aware, and, um, at that point, I really don't give a shit about you and your damn tears, I really don't, and as a, as a side note, and I wasn't gonna do this because, you know, I tried to keep my personal life, um, away from the podcast, and I tried to be I try to be as respectful as I can for those in my life, especially those in my life that listen to the podcast. But, you know, there's a certain level of responsibility that we all have to have, um, be it in our regular life, be it at work, uh, be it out in the public, um, in dealing with others. Um, we have to be cognizant of the things that we're saying and how we make other people feel. The problem that I have is that the majority of the people who don't give a shit about the things that they say and they hurt people's feelings, they're the main ones that get their feelings hurt the quickest. You get your feelings hurt the quickest. Somebody says something to you just by happenstance and now you've taken it so personal, you know, now you're so upset and you feel like you're now the punching bag and all this stuff. And it's all woe is me. It's all woe is me. Oh God, I'm in trouble. Oh God, this has happened. She told me this. She, you know, and it's like, come on, bro. You gotta shut the fuck up. Sometimes you got to man up. You gotta grow the fuck up. Okay, you just have to, and just get it done. Just get your shit done. You know, deal with your stuff without making other people feel like shit. Stop complaining about shit that you have to do. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's it's really aggravating, and it's it's not, huh, it's so aggravating that I can't even put it into real words right now. So, it's just, it's just frustrating, and I'm glad that he handled it the way that he did. He did very well. I don't know that if I were in that situation that I would have handled it the way that he did. As a matter of fact, I probably would have handled it the way that they would have handled it if the roles were reversed. I'd have called the police. <laughs> I'd have called the fucking police. I'd say, I don't want this bitch here. She called me out of my name. There's no more room. She's got to go across the street. Da 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 blah 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 But he handled it perfect. Um, so, so good for him. Good for him. Um, move on past him. 
graduation season, cookout season, 4th of July. I'm not real sure why I wrote that down. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea why I wrote that down. Only thing I can think of is, um, the DJs better get Before I Let Go, Beyonce and Frankie, uh, Amazing Frankie Beverly mixed, uh, mixed those things together. You, you have officially run out of time. Officially. You've officially run out of time. You had since April to get the shit together, if I'm not mistaken. So, I hope you got it together. Alright? Um, so, oh, no, I can't even move into, um, top five yet. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna, two more things. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and everybody who, you know, celebrates Father's Day. I'm, I'm really blessed because, again, like I told you guys a couple of episodes ago, I mean, August of last year, which will be a year in two months, August of last year, I was told my dad would die within two months, you know? So, by October, my dad was supposed to have been, been you know, passed on, and still here by the grace of God so I number one I thank God for that thank you and then I thank God for the ability to be able to speak to him you know I have a guilt level in me because I don't get to see him as much as I'd like Um, but I will be honest full disclosure I'm having a rough time in life and I'm trying to figure things out and um, I feel bad about it but I know that if I could just figure some things out, I'll be able to be in a better position to make changes that are necessary. So, for those of you who have to, uh, you feel like you're, you're falling short in one area, I feel that way constantly, right? So, don't worry about that. You just have to keep moving. And I did allow it to stifle me for a few weeks. I did. And then I said, you know what, you can't do anything about the fact that you can't get to see your dad on a regular basis. But what you can do is get to work, do your job, try to find other ways to make money, try to make sure you can get your bills paid, try to make sure everything is aligned properly. Um, so that when we are able to make a move, you can make a move. You know? So, I just want to, uh, you know, share some encouragement with those of you who may be struggling with an idea of being able to do something. You can do it. You may not be able to do it right now, but you can do it. And I had to learn that myself. I had to learn that just because I can't do it right now, or just because I can't do it as grand as I'd like, it doesn't mean that I can't be of service to someone. So, you know, take take that take that uh, the way that you you can take it. Okay. Um, next on my list is Sudan. So in Sudan, they've been. You know, and I feel like I heard about this in another country, too, where, like, they cut the internet off. Like, the government's cut the internet off, they're, they're cut off from everything, and then they're just going in there showing the fuck out, raping and pillaging and, and, and robbing and doing all these things, killing and all this stuff. I don't understand what the hell's going on in Sudan, but I really wish that we would get our shit together. And I know that that's not us, but it's us. You understand? It's fucking us. So, I just want for them to be good. Um, I'm going to continue to pray for them, but I also want to take a look and do some research, see what I can do to, to, to help. You know? Shit. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, I would like to be of service. I'm not going to Sudan. I don't, I don't have the money to go, number one. And number two, obviously, that's a bad idea right now. So, I just, I just pray everybody can, can 
mellow out a bit, and hopefully uh, uh, the conflict can be resolved soon. I'm not sure what the conflict is, but I really pray that it's resolved. talk about before I go into a couple of these top fives, and I think I've just decided that I'm going to do top fives on every episode, just pick a top five and roll with it, so, but anyway, last thing is a show called Pose on Netflix, I just told Rach, we went to eat after work, and I told Rach, please start this show, please start this show, please, okay, this show is so different levels and I could have never imagined how important it would be. As a as a straight African American woman, this show should not identify, I shouldn't be able to identify a fucking thing in this damn show, right? Realistically because it's not for me per se, right? But here's the thing, it is for me. It is for me because okay, so the show Pose is about late 80s and 90s uh, drag scene. Gay and drag scene. Right? So they, they do the balls. They do, you know, they do the balls and all that stuff. And it's just fantastic. I mean, it's so glamorous. I, I love it personally. It's a great show from that perspective. Obviously, you guys know I watch Drag Race, so I'm not um, I'm not know new to this this drag shit okay <laughs> i'm not new to this so this is and i also saw the um the documentary that's also on netflix um called paris is burning this is an extremely old um documentary but i mean it the the show itself looks just like paris is burning with the exception of the fact that it's updated it's it's new it's fresh you know all that stuff but the same elements are there in the uh the same elements are there in the documentary that are in Pose. So, uh, so what you're dealing with in Pose is you're dealing with lots of different people. Um, you're dealing with transgender folks. You're dealing with black, um, black and brown, transgender, gay, lesbian, queer, so LGBT, and then a whole bunch of other letters, right? Um, so you're dealing with that. Now there are some, there are some other ethnicities, black. Uh, black and brown are mainly the the main people that you see, but in season two, which just started last week, if I'm not mistaken, maybe two weeks ago, um, they've uh, brought in some white folks, which is fine. I mean, because it's real. I'm sure there were white people in the ball, you know, and, and doing things back in the days. I'm sure of it. And guess what? AIDS didn't give a shit about your race. And that is another big, huge piece of the show. This show is taking place in the late 80s, and the second season starts in 1990. Bruh. Like, like, seriously? That was during the AIDS epidemic. Like, that is, that is it. So, so pause this conversation, right? And let me harken back to when I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody was about the group Queen. Queen had Freddie Mercury as their lead singer. Freddie Mercury was gay. He was gay. Um, I think in the movie he tried to be bisexual, but he was just gay. Freddie was being very wild. And as we all know that Freddie died because he had, you know, HIV or AIDS. I'm not sure which one. And 
he died from most likely, you know, complications from the disease, maybe pneumonia or something like that, right? So, when Freddy goes to find out that he is actually positive, um, he goes into a clinic, and the clinic looks so drab, it looks so bad, it just looks so depressing, you know, white walls, just gross, it just looks bad, it just looks bad, not welcoming at all, this is what it looks like in the show pose as well, um, I have a cousin Michael, Mr. Michael Proctor. Michael was a fantastic, fantastic guy. Uh, I didn't know him uh, very well because I was a young, young, young little girl when, when Michael passed away. My cousin Michael was gay, and my cousin Michael had HIV. And I cried because if my cousin had to live his last life, his last bit of life, in a place like that, that's devastating to me, it really is, like, that's really devastating to me, because it's so sad, that's so terrible, like, the disease itself is bad, all by itself, right, you don't have to, you know, make it worse, there's nothing worse, especially when you've gotten to the place where the disease has taken over, right, just, I can't imagine my cousin being in there. And my mom said, well, he he died in Boston, so maybe it wasn't so bad. That doesn't make it better. I'm sure that in Boston, they had the same age wards. You know what I mean? Like, jeez. <laughs> uh, just even thinking about it, it gets me teared up because it's like, if you watch it, it is the most devastating thing ever. It's, it's terrible. So, so, the show pose is not just about that terrible stuff, okay? It's not just about drag queens and ballrooms and all that kind of stuff. It's really about self-discovery. It's really about understanding who you are, what you want, and what you need in life. Um, you've got uh, a lot of faces that we don't know. You've got a lot of faces that we do know in this show. Um, I love it. I suggest everybody watch it, honestly. It's not so much about the gayness or the drag stuff or you know any of that stuff. It's not. It's not about that. It's about seeing families. It's about family. The ones that you get to choose, not the ones that you're born into. Right? First scene, like the first, yeah, the first scene in the show is a gay kid getting kicked out of his house. He's from Pennsylvania. He ends up in New York. He knows no one. He wants to be a dancer. He's living on the street. It's uh, it's a very interesting situation. So yeah, I definitely suggest you guys go ahead try to try to get in the pose if it's your thing. If it's not your thing, that's kind of, that's fine too. You know whatevs. But I I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I caught an episode once um, while first the first season was going on. I caught one episode. Um, by happenstance, and I don't even know what made me stop on the episode, because, um, I don't even remember what made me stop, but I watched it, and I was like, damn, this is 
good show, and I never went back to watch another episode. And so when they put it on Netflix, I was like, okay, I can get jiggy with this. So I went ahead and watched it, and I was very happy about it. Um, so if you guys are into that or just need a new show um, on Netflix, Pose is good. Um, season one is on there. Season two started two weeks ago. It comes on FX. So yeah. And also, if you want to um, to watch it and you don't have cable or something, you can always watch it on the Fire Stick. Contact me. I will let you know how. Um, all right. All right. So we're going to move to the top five. Um, I have lots of different top fives, but I want to just go ahead and do a few. I'm not going to do all of these. Um, so the first top five list I'd like to do is to give you guys my top five rappers of all time of all time so this is my list this is not anyone's list but Jamila's so you know fuck off if you have a problem with my list my number one list or my number one rapper of all time actually let's do it let's do it backwards so I'll go number five so number five I've got the group outcast and I in in <laughs> And in parentheses, Bofum. B-O-F-F-U-M. Bofum. Um, Andre Three Stacks is probably the better MC out of the two, but on uh, but Antoine, um, Big Boy, Patton holds it down on a hundred different levels. I mean, he's just really good at rapping. He's really fucking good at it. Um, so, Outkast is number five. Um, number four is going to be... Uh, Sorry, for some reason, I've got Nipsey and Snoop on here. Why? They Now, they're great, but they're not top rappers of all time. Okay, that's not who they are. Alright? So, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and do a strike through right quick on them. Strike, strike. Alright, so Outkast, um, both of them. Um, number four. Number four... I'm going to have to give to Eminem. I enjoy the shit out of Eminem. Eminem is a fantastic um, MC. He always has been, and he always will. Alright, and so, okay, so for number three, right? So number three is going to be a tie, and the only reason it's a tie is because I have to put this other person in as number two. So, number three, I feel the exact same way about Jay-Z and, and Biggie, right? So, they're number three, okay? So, yes, my top five list will have a total of about seven rappers. I don't give a shit. This is my list, okay? So, um, Jay-Z and, and Biggie are number three for me. Um, I don't even think that there's much explanation needed. I love both of them. Um, before it was Jay-Z, it was, I was all about Biggie. I didn't give a shit about Tupac like that, um, or any other rappers, honestly. It was Biggie. When Biggie died, my heart broke, and I said, okay, fine, I'll just, whatever, right? And then, you know, obviously, I had an opportunity to, you know, yeah, right? So, and then, and then, of course, Jay-Z, 
shit. I want to say when he came out with the Blueprint album, the first Blueprint album he came out with, which had the Takeover song, which was the Nas diss, and Girls, 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 and H to the Izzo, and uh, You Don't Know, and and fucking Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City, and and, and Jigga, uh, Renegade with him and Eminem, which Eminem murdered his own, his own shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, that album was the album that was the turning point for me. I had listened to his other shit before, but that album was the turning point for me. Even though I I did not appreciate his beef and his track to Nas. I, I, I said, who the fuck does Jay-Z think he is talking shit about fucking Nas? Okay? I didn't appreciate that shit. Not one bit. Um, number two is going to be uh, Black Thought. Black Thought is the uh, rapper, the lead rapper in the Roots Crew band. It's a rap group. It's also a band. They've got the biggest cult following. They tour constantly. Um, the Roots are like the hip-hop Maze and Frankie Beverly. The Roots are like the hip-hop Earth, Wind, and Fire. They are fantastic. They give you quality fucking music every single time. There is not a time that the Roots have released a project or music that I was like, this is trash. So, Black Thought in particular, though, last year, he released two solo albums, um, and they were great. He is fantastic. As an MC, you guys can see him on the Jimmy Fallon show. Him and Questlove are on there. Well, the whole Roots crew is on there, I believe, but I think him and Questlove are on there most, most of the time. Um, if you don't know who Black Thought is, or if you don't know about the Roots, then you just need to go ahead and um, get your fucking life, alright? He got real bars, like grown-up bars, like for real bars, like not bullshit rap. This is real shit. And thank you, my man, Jason Dean Kennedy, for sh- to bringing the Roots to me in 2001, which was my... Nope, it wasn't 2001. Whenever it was, when we started making music, probably 2002, I think. And, um... Obviously, I had known about The Roots a little bit because they had the song You Got Me with Erica Badu, which was written, that, that hook stuff was written by Jill Scott. So there's a point in the Dave Chappelle um, block party uh, movie where The Roots and Jill Scott and Erica Badu perform You Got Me. And it's quite possibly one of the best moments in music I ever saw myself because... Oh shit, I can't even explain it. It was the best. It was the fucking best. And listen, none of this has anything to do with Black Thought, and I'm sorry. But no, nah, it was it was fantastic. So shout out to The Roots, and shout out to Black Thought. He's number two, and number one is MC fucking Light. I am the light. I am the light. L-Y-T-E, bitch. I love MC Light. She's the best rapper of all fucking time. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I don't want to hear she's the best female rapper. No, bitch, she's the best rapper. She'll eat up your favorite rapper. She'll eat up my favorite rappers. She will body Jay-Z in a heartbeat. And I think Jay-Z even knows that. Honorable mentions to this list. Redman and Method Man. Eric B. and Rakim. And yes, Snoop Dogg will be in there. He'll be in there. Um, honorable mention from the young crew, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, Big Crit. Y'all get on my list eventually. I promise they will be on my list eventually. I'm not going to be able to do a top five at a certain point. It'll have to be a top ten. 
and everybody on that list is going to be fucking ill. Alright, so that's top five rappers. And I, I tell you, that was stressful right there. Um, so for me, uh, this next one is, is really dope. It's, it's easy too, I'm going to go through it kind of quick. Um, top five podcasts right now that I'm listening to. Uh, number one, uh, excuse me. Number five is Jamel Hill's Unbothered. Number four would be Joe Bud, the Joe Budden podcast. Now I don't listen to Joe Budden often, but I do listen to him from time to time. And uh, of this this list of top five, this is probably the podcast that I listen to the least. Um, Joe Budden is a douchebag in my in my view. Um, I'm not a person who understands um, liking assholes or like appreciating assholes like I just don't I mean you don't have to be this way you know I was I was looking at a video and Joe Joe Budden is so is so frustrating he he would he would make you run your head into a wall like I can't I can't even respect that kind of person like a man should be able to say what he has to say speak speak his words mean what he says stand by him and Joe plays too many games so I ain't got time um so, number three would be Brilliant Idiots. That's Charlemagne the God and Andy Schultz. Um, I've heard a lot of the same things I said about Joe, said about these two in particular. I don't see them like that. I have had the opportunity to listen to Joe and listen to the Brilliant Idiots. And I even saw an interview with the Brilliant Idiots and Joe Button in the and his his white boy. Was it Rory? Is that his name? So, Rory, Joe, and Andy and Charlemagne was having like a little conversation or an interview. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know if I'm biased or if, if if I'm hearing things different because I like Charlamagne and them more than I like Joe and them. But I I, I think of myself as being the ability to be objective. Um, I have that, you know. So I don't. Listen, they get on my nerves. All four of them. Well, I don't say all four of them because Rory, I don't know him. But, okay, so Charlemagne, Charlemagne and Andy can get on my nerves eventually. You know, they can't get on my nerves, but Joe definitely gets on my nerves. But I think I can respect Charlemagne and Andy because while they'll say some stupid fuck shit, they'll be able to understand when people check them. They'll be able to understand what they're saying and see the error in their ways. I think that's the problem. The problem, when you're totally oblivious, that's the stuff that I can't, I can't fuck with. I cannot handle oblivious people. How are you this oblivious to everything? Nah, 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 nah. You just ain't trying it, life. That's all that is. So, um, so yeah, I, um, so yeah, I can, I can appreciate Brilliant Idiots. Plus, they have lots of really great conversations that shed lights on things that I would have never thought of in certain ways because I'm a female and I think of things in, you know, the way that I do. And sometimes it's good to listen to men speak, especially when they have something to say. Um, cause you know, we don't all know it all. You know, we all can use, you know, some help. So I, I love it. That's what's up. Um, number two podcast that I'm listening to right now, Bully and the Beast. Listen, Wax 100% got me listening to them because if he didn't, if it wasn't for Wax and talking about how he pulls the shit out of his ass, 
I would never listen to the Bully and the Beast. I had no reason to listen to it. I I didn't know L'Oreal like that outside of the fact that she did um, uh, lip service with Angela Yee, who I know from The Breakfast Club. Um, but nah, listen, that podcast is really dope. I mean, they got a nice format there. They 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 come on. They 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 listen to voicemails. They give their advice. They move into you know current events and then they take phone calls. I mean, it's really it's really good. Like I really do enjoy the podcast. Now Wax is still dumb, okay? So 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 don't don't think for one second that the shit conversation was you know the last time he was ignorant, okay? Because I'm here to tell you right now, a couple of episodes later, you're going to be mad at him because he thinks or thought that women could come out of their tits. He did. He did. He did. He did. And L'Oreal had to let him know that you was just um, fucking a pregnant bitch. Okay? Or a bitch that had just had a baby. Okay? Because that's milk. It's not cum, nigga. So, um, these are the things that they talk about. I can appreciate that. Honestly. Truly. Um, and my number one podcast that I'm listening to is The Read. I know a lot of you probably thought it would be Mills Speaks, but no, of course not. I, I rarely listen to my podcast unless I'm, I just uploaded it and I want to hear how it sounds, you know, for any type of imperfections, any type of issues, so I can go back and edit it, fix it, and then re-upload it. That's really all it is. Um, um, but no, The Read is my favorite podcast right now. Shout out to Carrie for bringing it into my life. Um, I really love it. I really love it. And I think there's a new podcast that I just put on my radar here. Let me go to Spotify right quick because I think I saved it over there. Hold on. Because, yeah, I think I did. Library. Spotify so whack, bro. I can't. Oh, oh, right, right, here it is. Okay, so, um, talking good with Megan McGlover. So, Megan, I used to watch her videos on YouTube when she did the, um, the, the weather reports. This was back in 2000, I want to say, um, what, I don't know what year that was. Let's go with 2010, 11, 12. Let's go back to those, those years. She used to do the videos talking about the weather and she she was in Atlanta and I think that was the the year that it snowed in January and then it snowed back to back in February and um it was just crazy and she she was so funny she was so funny so I started you know you know doing the YouTube videos and watching those and then um once I became you know, popping or, or whatever on social medias, I then follow her on those things, and, um, she's just really funny, she tells it like it is, and, um, shit, I fucking, I fucking fuck with her, you know, I really do, um, so those are my top, those are my top five podcasts that I'm listening to, and my last top five list, because these other lists definitely are not completed, my last top five list that is completed, though, is film franchises. So I had to take some time to really think about this one. Okay. Um, so number five is a three-way tie. And and the way I'm basing... The way that I'm rating these things are... 
number one, amount of movies in your franchise. Number two, the amount of money that your franchise has probably made. Number three, um, how do your movies span over, like, decades or not? You know what I mean? Um, and quite frankly, who's still going to see these fucking movies, right? So, number five is a three-way tie. Final Destination, Terminator, and X-Men. Okay? So, X-Men just had its last movie, very last movie, within that franchise come out a couple of weeks ago, Dark Phoenix. It's all about Jean Grey, um, the most powerful mutant in the world. Okay? And she, um, she's gonna have this, this epic finale, and I need to, to watch it, actually. I need to see if it's available on the Fire Stick, or maybe I'll just wait until it goes to the, to the Dollar Theater or something. I'm not sure. Uh, unless somebody wants to just take me to see it, um, I am single and free. So, um, <laughs> so I picked Final Destination. The reason I picked Final Destination was because they have 100,000 movies and it's the same movie repeatedly, but for some reason you still have to see the movies. Now, I haven't seen Final Destination since probably the fourth one, okay? I don't even remember everything about it. I remember the people died horrible, um, nail guns, I remember them being at the fireworks, I remember them being, um, somebody brain got fucked up on a, yeah, it just, I remember a lot of things, okay, a lot of things, and, um, yeah, that's a movie, that's, that's a franchise for you right there, um, Terminator, same situation, Terminator spans, not only does Terminator span decades, but it gives you um, a nice continuation of the, of the original story. The original story has never changed. D-Day is coming. D-Day is coming. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. That was the initial, the initial movie, the initial premise. But somehow, some way, in Terminator 2, and then in Terminator 3, and then in Terminator 4, you know, there was an idea, oh, we can stop it. And then I think in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, I think John Connor finally got it. Wow. It's, it's, not, to, it's not to prevent it, it's, it's to live through it. Oh, now you see. The, the machines are going to take over. This is going to happen. So, it's just crazy. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator. I'm going to always love that nigga as, as Terminator. I don't give a shit what else Republican he does. I'm going to love Terminator always because it just was the fucking best. Um, and, oh yeah, I talked about X-Men. So, X-Men has, um, let's see, they had three movies in the first, in the first, um, go-round, right? And then they rebooted back in, like, a different timeline. So they had two different timelines. So the first timeline, we meet Wolverine. We meet all the kids. Wolverine's trying to figure out who he is, all of the stuff. Then, so we have those three movies. Then Wolverine has like a slew of movies himself, right? He has so many movies. So X-Men and all the movies connected to X-Men are all under that umbrella. So if I really have to count it, I mean, shit, you got X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Then you got... Wolverine had four movies, if I'm not mistaken. He had the Wolverine. No, he had three. He had the Wolverine. He had Wolverine, and then he had um, 
so Wolverine Origins, The Wolverine, and then he had Logan. So that's six movies already by itself. That's already by itself. Nobody else had their own movies but Wolverine, which obviously he was the cash cow in the situation. Um, so when you reboot it, you rebooted it with the younger versions of the characters in the first in the first X-Men, right? So you've got young Jean Grey, you've got you know, very young Charles Xavier, Magneto, Mag- Mystique, um, Scott, Jean, you know, all of these heavy hitters, Storm, all these heavy hitters that, you know, we need and that we, we come to know are very young people back in the 60s. Some of them not even born yet, right? So, um, the second, the second movie in that, in that timeline, which would be X-Men Days of Future Past, is my favorite X-Men movie. That has time travel all over it. You know I love time travel, y'all. That's got time travel all over it. Wolverine sent back. Motherfuckers are doing this shit. They're fighting in real time. They're fighting back in the day. Magneto's a fucking boss and a bitch at the same time. Uh, you know, it's just so many things, man. It's so many things. So, um, that's why that's all number five for me. Number four would be Star Wars. I've never watched a single Star Wars movie, okay? So, I'm not gonna even talk about it. But I am aware that Star Wars started in the 70s, and they are still putting out Star Wars motherfucking movies right now, today, in 2019. You understand? So, shout to George Lucas for continuing to cash in. And, um, and shout out to y'all who continue to love it and go and support it. I can't think of a single franchise that I would still be supporting. Like, even now, like, I love all the Marvel shit, but now that Endgame has come and gone, I don't, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just, (sighs) shit, I'm really stressed about this situation. Like, I'm not even interested. And, you know, they, Marvel, you know, they have these plans, these things planned out, so they haven't missed a beat, you know, now they're putting out Spider-Man Far From Home, and, you know, and I didn't even watch the first Spider-Man, shit, I only know about this Spider-Man because he was in, um, Captain America 3, Civil War, shit, I didn't watch the first goddamn Spider-Man, I'm not interested in another fucking Peter Parker, he already introduced me to two other Peter Parkers in my lifetime, I'm not interested, Tobey Maguire and the little fella from, uh, England who was really sexy with his shirt off, listen, I can't be, listen, I'm not interested, and he's not even cute, he's supposed to be young too, uh uh-uh, not on duty, there's nothing attractive about this situation for me, but, in any case, they are moving forward with phase four of the Marvel, uh, cinematic universe, and, you know, I'm just gonna have to, I'm gonna have to figure out how to watch this shit, I mean, hopefully it's good, and I could just be alright with it, but whatever, I'm not, listen, I'm not there yet, so let's just pause that. Number three is Halloween. Halloween is definitely, uh, on the list, because, again, it it spans decades, uh, plural, okay, I mean, let's see, the first Halloween movie, the first Halloween movie came out in 1978, okay, so, it's from 1978 to now 2019, which would be approximately 30, excuse me, 41 years ago, 41 years ago, this movie spans 41 years they just released the Halloween movie didn't they 
Yeah, they did. In 2008. In 2018, excuse me, 2018, they released another Halloween movie. Okay? So, I remember... (laughs) I remember watching Halloween H2O. Hopefully you guys don't remember that. I remember watching Halloween H2O back 20 years ago. Let's go ahead and put that into perspective. That movie came out 20 years after the original Halloween came out. That was now 20 fucking years ago. So, Halloween is big. It's big time. And that's just that on that. Okay? Um, Whether you've seen all the movies or not, whether you liked it or not, whether you cared for Michael Myers or not, it's undeniable. This fucking franchise is a cash cow will always go see if Michael Myers is still living or if he's still trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Curtis will continue to be a fucking live and kill her brother for the 150th fucking time. Okay? I watched, I watched on Halloween H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis cut that nigga's head off with an axe. His head was attached, detached. And we still had movies 20 years later. So, there's that. Number two would be Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah, Fast and Furious initially came out what? I mean, let's see. The original movie started what? 2001. Yes. So 2001, shit, that's a long time ago. I graduated high school in 2001, baby. Um, so the first movie came out then. Um, I liked it. It was cool. Fast, Too Fast and Too Furious came out two years later. I remember that because I was I was in college and uh, uh, that was a good time. Okay? We went to the movies. We saw that. We loved Tyrese. Okay? It was the best. Um, and then there was, you know, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And then there was Fast and Furious, which was the number four. The fourth movie. Okay? That was the fourth movie. Then you had Fast Five. Now, for me. For me. I fucked with Fast and Furious, and I fucked with Too Fast and Furious. I did not watch Tokyo Drift with Bow Wow, and my man, uh, and my man from NCIS New Orleans, okay, because let's not get it twisted, that's my nigga from NCIS New Orleans, Christopher, that's you, his name is Lucas Black, alright, and he was also in, uh, he was also in Fast and Furious 7, if I'm not mistaken, they had to go get some stuff from him because their guy died so he was it was like a quick little cameo it was a quick little cameo but anyway um so i never watched that one and i never watched fast and furious 4 which was the one that letty supposedly had died on right so i didn't understand when i watched fast and furious 6 i didn't understand what the confusion was but let's not get ahead of ourselves fast 5 is probably one of the best goddamn movies ever. Like, I'm telling you, they hooked a vault up. They pulled the vault out of the wall, out of the bank, and they drove the vault through Rio de Janeiro. They fucked that city up. Yes, they did. But it was the dopest shit I have ever seen in my life. It was a heist, and it was a motherfucking switcheroo. Like, it was just... That movie literally has everything that you need in a fucking action movie. Literally. Um, so, I love that movie. Fast 6, I wasn't crazy about. I still don't even really remember the end of the movie. I just know that Letty was on the bad side, and Letty had amnesia and didn't know who she was, and they were trying to fight really hard to make sure that she knew who she was, and all of that kind of stuff. So, 
So I, you know, there's that. And then Paul Walker dies while they're filming Fast and Furious 7. Now that's devastating. Okay? Now that's devastating because Paul Walker was in literally all of these movies. With the exception of uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. And I'm guessing that because I didn't see that movie. I don't know if he made a cameo or what, but I believe that's the only movie that he was not in. Um, so, Fast and Furious 7 came out, and I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it in the movie and all, but I didn't, uh, it was too much. That was too much emotion for me. So when I watched Fast and Furious 7, I, I watched it on the edge of my seat. I couldn't even enjoy the fucking movie the first time, because I just knew they were going to kill him off and break my heart and make me cry and all of that. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't even kill him off the whole show, which is good. It's good. But it's still very sad, especially at the end. You know, <laughs> Paul Walker was, was was a really good-looking guy, seemed like a really nice guy, and they all seemed to really love him. So that's the part that got me fucked up. So shout-out to Paul Walker, his family, and Fast and Furious crew, because, I mean, shit, it's dope. Um, then they came right back and did Fast and Fast and Furious 8. Fate of the Furious is what they called it. And that shit was dope too. <laughs> I love the fuck out of that movie, man. Dom was on the bad side because Charlie's Theron with her fucking dreads was, you know, manipulating him and, you know, making him do the things and, and he's got a baby and, and they killed the mama and I'm like, oh shit, this is getting real here. Um, so yeah, Fast and Furious is dope, and now they have another spinoff, I don't remember what it's called, I know Hobbs and somebody else, um, probably Hobbs and Shaw, I think his name was Deckard Shaw, so Hobbs and Shaw is the name of the, the, the spinoff, and then they're gonna be doing a Fast and Furious 9 next year, if I'm not mistaken, um, so Fast and Furious isn't even over, this is probably one of, one of the more, more lucrative film franchises, um, that there is right now. And obviously, we all know what number one is. Number one is the MCU. Marvel Cinematic Motherfucking Universe. So, MCMU. Marvel Cinematic Motherfucking Universe. Okay? Um, you've got uh, Iron Man. you got Iron Man. He's got three movies. you got Thor. He's got three movies. you got Captain America. He's got three movies. you got um, Guardians of the Galaxy. They've got two movies. you got um, Doctor Strange. He's got one movie. Coming his, his second movie should be coming soon. You've got um, Black Panther. They've got one movie. They've got, I think, one more coming. Maybe two more coming. They've got some spinoffs coming from Black Panther. There's supposed to be an all-female movie coming. Captain Marvel's got one movie. Um, I'm trying to think who else is a part of it. Ant-Man's got two fucking movies. I mean, listen, I've already counted out about 20 movies. I've already counted out about 20 movies. Okay. And I still haven't even talked about fucking Avengers. Avengers got four movies. They had four Avenger movies. So if Iron Man had three, Thor had three, and Captain America had three, that's nine. They have four fucking Avenger movies, okay? That's 13 movies right there. That's 13 movies right there. We didn't even talk about Ant-Man. We didn't talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. We didn't talk about Doctor Strange. We didn't talk about who else? That's it. Spider-Man, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man. Uh... Who else? Because the other people were in those other movies. Like, some of the other Avengers were in, like, the Avengers 2. That's where we picked up a lot of new Avengers. 
you know, Captain America 2 picked up Sam, you know, um, so, so many, so many different people come from so many different ways, but, yeah, so this, so this franchise is the number one franchise, um, all the movies are fantastic, and guess what, Disney needs to come on with the Disney Plus app so that they can take my fucking money and let me watch all of the Disney shit, all of the Marvel shit, all of the ABC shit, all of the ESPN shit, all of the shit. Give, just take my money! Take it! Jesus. Anyway. <sighs> Boy, that really took a lot out of me. That top five is good. That's a good top five. That's a real good top five. Oh, I do have one more list of top fives. West Coast Rappers. Oh, this will be easy. Let's start at number five. YG. YG's new, and I like him. He's newish. Okay, he's newish. Number four is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is classic. There's no explanation needed. Snoop Dogg has got countless albums. He continuously re, re um, he continuously um, revamps his image. He's got a new wave every time he comes out. I mean, this man is a football coach. He's got TV shows with Martha Stewart. He's still doing music. He's got the weed companies. He's got um, he's got the, um, the 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 show on Netflix. He's listen, Snoop. Snoop is the shit. There's not much he can't do, and there's not much he won't do. You understand? So I can appreciate that. And guess what? Murder was the case that they gave him. But he was innocent. That was 1993. They tried to put Snoop Dogg in jail for the rest of his life in 1993. Do y'all remember? Man, we'd have been lost out on a lot of great shit if that would have happened. So, shout out to Snoop. Number number three is going to be Nipsey Hussle. And I know I'm a prisoner of the moment. But I did have an opportunity to listen to a lot of his music. And he's really fucking dope. He's a great MC. That's really all I can say. He's a great MC. He's a better man. He's a better entrepreneur. He's a better businessman. But he was a fucking great MC. Um, number two, Ice Cube. Ice Cube for a hundred different reasons, but mainly because of Friday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a great rapper. But what he did for the culture, um, what he continuously does for the culture is why he's number two for me. And number one, uh, number one uh, West Coast rapper is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar's dog. Honorable mention the game, and maybe Dr. Dre. Shout out to everybody. Okay, so I'm done with my list. I'm done with all of my stuff. I'm going to wrap this up. Guys, I really appreciate y'all to tuning back in, okay, to listen to my crazy ass. Um, so I I realized that at, when I was listening to other podcasts, they tell their listeners to do so many things, and that's my bad. I, I literally don't tell you guys to do anything or ask you guys to do anything. So if you would, on whatever you're streaming this on, please go ahead and like it. Feel free to comment, okay? I would really appreciate it if you shared it. Alright? Also, um, sign, hit hit the little buttons so that you can turn my notifications on so that you guys know when I upload episodes. I'll try to make sure when I upload an episode that I upload to the social media so that you guys get the, uh, 
that you guys get the the podcast episode notification because it, it was brought to my attention that I guess Apple Podcast does not give you a notification. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a setting or something. I don't know the rules. I got a droid, so there's that. Um, so yeah, um, make sure you guys do that. Check me out Spotify. Check me out on Apple Podcast. Check me out on iTunes. Check me out on Stitcher. Check me out on Podbean. Check me out on Castbox. You can check me out on TuneIn. You can check me out on Blueberry. You can check me out. On, I don't know. I, I that's as far as I can remember. Um, check my link in the bio at Mills Speaks on Instagram at Mills the Virgo on Instagram at Mills the Virgo on Twitter. Um, Facebook is J Mills Productions. Feel free to just search Mills Speaks. You'll get something. Um, and listen, I hope you guys enjoy your damn weekend. Holidays coming up next week, maybe week after. So y'all be safe. Y'all be safe. And, and, and stay out the sun. Stay out the sun. The sun is crazy. The sun is crazy. Alright? I love y'all. Holla! Holla!